Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. I'm Marcus Engel, I am your host, I'm a speaker and author and healthcare consultant, and this is the podcast where I teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. And who else is with me today? The hotness. Hi, baby. Ta-da! Ta-da! How you doing? I'm I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm okay. So so you know we we've had a little discussion this morning that um, I kind of had a bad day this morning waking up and when I was in high school I remember hearing a a speaker give us the idea of why do you have to have a bad day? Why can't you have a bad morning? Or why can't you have mm-hmm. a bad afternoon or a bad evening? Why does it have to take up the whole day? And logically, that makes sense to me. But emotionally, I think we all know that once we're kind of in a bad mood, once we got a little uh, burr under our saddle, shall we say, that we start to feel like uh, everything is working towards bad, not working towards good. And it kind of becomes a vicious, what, what do they call that? The vicious spiral or the downward spiral. And so this morning, uh, I had one of those bad, bad mornings, right? Yep. And you didn't know what was going on. Uh, so this morning I woke up, I had to tell her this later, this morning I woke up and um, just just had a few little issues here. First thing I do in the morning is typically take care of myself by taking my medicine and uh, you know getting dressed, putting some clothes on, and and then um, and then I immediately run in and I take care of James. I, I take him out to uh, do his morning constitutional. <laughs> <laughs> I take him out for his first park time of the day, as we call it. And then I'll come back in, I'll give him his breakfast, I'll probably start a cup of coffee for you, I'll probably start a cup of coffee for me. And this morning things got a little bit hijacked. Um, we, for the last few days, have been taking this break here. We, we got a nice little long weekend to come to the beach. And this morning I walked into the kitchen and things were not as I had left them last night. And, and so I had a little trouble and I knocked something over and I stepped on something and uh, then James was being a puppy and it uh, being a little, uh, a, a little bit much of a puppy this morning. Got outside taking him to park and I got stopped by no more than two or three other dogs that were barking at him and distracting him. And by the time I got back up into the condo, I was just frazzled. And I've only been up for 15, 20 minutes at this point, right? Right. And it starts to, I feel like it starts to shape my day. And I sat there and I brooded over it for a while. And after you got yourself together, you came and sat down and said, how'd you sleep last night? And I said, eh, okay. And you're like, what's wrong? Yep. My tendency usually when something is wrong like that is to kind of be quiet and not let my emotions drive my mouth, not let my my (laughs) anger or irritation drive my mouth. And so I usually just try to stays kind of subdued and quiet whenever I'm feeling out of sorts. And 
this morning, I thought it was unfair for me to just sit there and brood over it. And so I said, you know, I got up this morning and this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. All these things happened before I was even truly awake. And I did not want it to set the tone of the day. Here's the thing. It didn't set the tone of the day. And I think that's for one reason and one reason only. And that is that I first and foremost, I acknowledged that I was having a hard time. And second, that I disclosed that to you. I told you that I was having a hard time, which gave you a lot more empathy for my situation. And so how do we start to overcome our bad days? Because if you don't have a bad day or a bad uh, afternoon or bad morning every now and then, are you really living, right? Are you right. really living? So how do you come over it? I, I know you and I are wired quite differently, but whenever you feel a bad day coming on or you feel uh, you start taking notice of the three, four, five things that have gone wrong today, um, how do you get past it? Well, I guess there's, like you said, there's different tools. I'm going to say the best thing I think you did for for us and to not set up a bad morning into a bad day was by saying, I'm having a bad day um, or bad morning. And that gives me an opportunity to be compassionate, to maybe, I know the first thing I did was say, well, I let me share some good news with you and see if that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, when we have a safe place to disclose, I'm feeling a bad day, and it's someone who won't then filter the rest of their day through, oh my goodness, he's going to be a grouch, and... I'm going to try to avoid him and then see everything you do through the filter of it's a bad day. Just being able to say that out loud. And if we have a partner that is a safe place, a a friend, a girlfriend, maybe even someone at work that we can say, man, it's been a rough morning. And they can respond with empathy, but not set you up for a bad day because then they just get nervous and they think everything you do is because you're having a bad day. Um, So I think one of the best things you did was share that. I really believe in that. I'll usually say uh, if it happens, and it takes self-awareness to even know, but I'll say I'm feeling kind of grouchy. I have no reason. So just give me a minute and don't take it personal. It's interesting that you say that I'm grouchy and I have no reason, right? And and that's that's the thing. I think we can find reason. We can always find reason. We can always find something to be aggravated and angry about. But I mean, you don't have to look too far to find organizations in our media that want you to be angry and aggravated and put out uh, with a political side or a, a different side of society and culture. And, and I don't want to live there. I don't want to spend all of my time, uh, you know, the idea of count your blessings. I don't want to sit there counting my 
what detractions? <laughs> I'm not sure what the my right word hardness. is. Hardness, right, right, right. My my difficulties. I don't want to. I don't want to count my difficulties. Um, so so for me, I feel oftentimes whenever I get into a bad mood that I am actually doing something good for my marriage, for my relationships by being quiet and kind of detaching. And what I am learning, and this evidence this morning was a, was a great lesson, is that that's not the best way to do things. I feel like, okay, well, I was, I'm protecting everybody in the family from my irritability or those types of things. But really what I'm doing is just stewing it up and continuing <laughs> to ruminate on it. And that's not good. You know, I believe that our most people will have the compassionate response when there's someone that you know personally um, and this person is either a, a, a loving family member, a friend, even a coworker that you don't particularly have any feelings Romance. forward or backward. I, well, I was even thinking uh, a, a coworker that you don't like nor dislike, right? It's just somebody's there, you work with them, uh, no biggie. But even if it's somebody who we don't particularly have a relationship with, if we hear about their difficulties, I believe in most people, our heart goes out to that individual. Uh, a perfect example, you find out that one of your coworkers that you're not really close with, but you find out that they lose their parent. Does your heart go out to them? Of course it does. And so, so it's our natural response when we hear of another person's troubles to have a empathetic feeling that comes up inside of us. And then how, how, do we, how do we then move from that empathetic feeling into an action of compassion? How do we do that? That's by staying present, right? Going back to those words, I'm here, and presence being the greatest gift that we can give to another person. But also the idea of that safe space that you brought up earlier. When we have the ability to tell other people that we're struggling, that we've got troubles, that we're depressed or anxious or overwhelmed, etc., that's when we know, and whenever we can say that and know that we're saying it to a safe person, a safe relationship, a safe space, that's, that's really how we get to be in these relationships with other human beings. Uh, I feel like that's where we are our best when we are listening and observing and and just being there for other people. Thank you this morning for listening to me name off my struggles and um, and I felt better afterwards. I felt cool. better afterwards. I felt like I had been listened to, that I was heard, um, that there was empathy there. And not only did I have that, then you said, hey, I've got some good news to share with you too. Here, listen to this. And you read me off some information that was a good piece of news. And uh, having, having felt my struggles acknowledged and voiced, uh, I felt like I had the capacity to then listen to the good news, right? That is such an important point that 
we don't have to, the second someone says they're struggling, you don't respond instantly with, well, don't struggle. That you do listen and you do give them, you know, well, I understand that is really frustrating. I'm sorry about that. That you show that empathy before you come in with, I'm all sunshine and I'm going to make you happy. Or here, do this and you'll be all better. Right? Correct. Come in with unsolicited advice. Be, being listened to. And, you know, then there's some practical things like if, you know, you can just wake up on the wrong side of the bed for no reason. We've all had that experience. You can be hormonal and be grouchy for no reason. There's, there's, and then you can have, like you did, a legitimate list of things that you can name. I had like five bad things in a row happen. So all of those things. And, you know, I think choosing an intentional act of kindness for someone else. I guess I'm thinking about people who wake up, they're having a rough day for any reason at all, and they have to go to work and be compassionate. Mm. And they, they don't feel like it. They are out, their tank is empty. Sometimes choosing to doing some, do something extra that's kind for someone else can help shift that back. But in the moment, if you wait till the moment that you're grouchy to have a plan, Kind of late. It's really hard because you're already in the throes of feeling miserable. So when you're not feeling miserable, put a plan in place. When I'm having these hard days, I'm going to name three things I'm thankful for. I'm going to do an extra kind thing for someone. I'm going to tell this person that is a safe place because I know they will empathize with me but not let me get away with it all day, you know. Have a plan in place before it happens so that in the midst of it, then you don't have to figure out what to do. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but I believe that we can set a time limit for our bad moods. We can set a time limit that, okay, I'm going to indulge in this and I'm going to be fully aware and conscious that I am indulging in my bad mood. And I'm going to do it until... 2 p.m. Right. And at 2 p.m., I'm going to put on my big boy <laughs> shorts and I'm going to uh, try to approach this day with a new viewpoint and a new angle uh, and new perspective on just what's going on here. Is that easy to do? Come 2 o'clock, is it easy to just turn off that bad mood? No. No. But again, it's about being intentional in the moment and paying attention to oneself. And if you're making that effort to try to eliminate the bad mood or the disgruntledness, et cetera, et cetera, can you put a time limit on it? I love that because at some point it becomes just self-indulgent. At some point, yeah. At some point it does. But a day like you had this morning, you had every reason to be feeling grouchy and annoyed and the things. It was legitimate. So start with being kind to yourself in general and going, 
you know, maybe I have reason today, maybe I don't even know why, but I must be empty, my tank is empty, and I'm just going to be kind to myself and not judge myself for it. Yeah. But at some point, then it just becomes self-indulgent. And at some point, we have to intentionally move towards a solution for this issue. Especially if we work at a job that requires us to be compassionate and present for other people when we're feeling like, man, this day sucks and I just want to get back in bed. But here I am and I got to be nice to you and you're not even appreciating it, which happens. But we can get through it. We can, we can, and we can get through it with you, and we can uh, we can appreciate uh, so much the the support that we're shown through the podcast and through listening to these episodes. Uh, I want to remind you that the keynote speaking engagements and books and consulting opportunities for organizations in healthcare that are looking for staff retention and recruiting and patient experience and engagement. All of those pieces of information can be found at marcusengel.com. And once again, that's me, Marcus Engel, and I'm with The Hotness, <laughs> a.k.a. Marveline. Thank you, baby. And this is the Compassion and Courage podcast, Conversations in Healthcare. This is the podcast that teaches compassionate communication, provides perspective, and inspires resilience. Thank you all so much for engaging with it on social media. Uh, Please hit the subscribe button or the like button and maybe drop a little comment that says hi because I love it when people say hi. All right, everybody take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.